0: a lot of people in the military you never necessarily think you're going to be wealthy you don't really think you're going to have a lot to pass on to whoever is behind you whoever you have left your kids your family whatever like it's just not something a lot of people even feel like they can dream about and i think that conversation has to change with hard work with smart strategy you can build wealth for yourself and you can build wealth to pass on to your family
1: you're listening to the expertish podcast be sure to head over to itunes or spotify and tell jay what you thought about this episode expertish is where you can learn how to invest from those who have those who are and have some fun along the way are you ready to start Welcome to this episode of Expertish Podcast with my friend, Catherine Dew. Catherine, how are you?
0: I'm fantastic. Thank you for asking. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. And I'll probably be calling you Kate half the time through this, but we'll we'll formally introduce you for (laughs) Catherine. So, well, first, thanks for uh, taking your time to come and hang out and have a whiskey and talk to everyone. I'm a here bit, mostly for the whiskey. I, I kind of figured it wasn't to, you know, visit me or anything, <laughs> but, but I'll take it whatever way I can, but just, uh, you know, for, for people that don't know you, I know a few people listening probably already do, but for the people that don't, let's talk a little bit about the background and how, you know, one, how we got to know each other and then kind of how crazy the world is that, uh, how many things intertwine. And our lives from like, you know, being on the same ship with your husband, not knowing each other at that point, you know, that point and just how kind of just weird some of the things are and everything comes back to the beginning, you know?
0: Yeah. So I met you, obviously, when I was working here in San Diego as a private chef, Mm -hmm. it was kind of a job that I took on. I am a military spouse and my husband's in the Navy. He's been in just over 18 years now. Um, and as you know, as a military spouse, we kind of have to be flexible with our jobs. So when I first got here to San Diego, I worked as a private chef and that allowed me to have a job and let him do his military thing. And I could still be a full-time mom. We do have one amazing daughter. So that's how I met you. Currently, I am an executive chef and a general manager at a restaurant, which has uh, been a little bit easier to hold down since my husband is now stationed permanently here on the West coast, just not here in San Diego Um, So I've been building my career doing that. And it has been very fun knowing you just because we do have so much in common. You have a military background. I'm also a military brat. Both of my parents were in the Navy, so... I'm just Navy through and through and was idiotic enough to marry right back into it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Well, and, and, you know, I think that we were, uh, we make good friends because, you know, you are a phenomenal cook and I like to eat. So that kind of doesn't hurt our friendship. It at doesn't all. hurt our friendship no. at all. No, no, it doesn't hurt at all. <laughs> but, um, one of the reasons I thought it was like cool to talk to you on here today too, is that you've definitely have, you know, you've had to be uprooted, you know, you're, you're a very driven person and you know, you've, had businesses before. And then sometimes you have reset, like, you know, particularly like going to Japan, right. And support, yeah. you know, sometimes families support each other. Right. right. So you get, but you guys like better. I mean, there's a lot of people who do a great job, but I feel like you guys are just so very like kind of synergistically supportive of each other at the different times, you know, of like, uh, when it's time for one to grow or when one needs to do something else. And I just think that's really impressive because you don't see that all the time.
0: Yeah, I've actually been blessed to know my husband for over 20 years. We actually went to high school together. So I met him when I was a freshman and he was a senior. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, a little bit longer down the line, once I was old enough to marry him, right. <laughs> we did eventually get married. And I have had to just be flexible. When we. I first came here to live in San Diego with him, I was the general manager at a restaurant on the East Coast called Oak And I gave that up and kind of did the stay-at-home mom thing for a little while Right. I just because I felt like it was important to try to be there for our daughter, if he wasn't going to be there, and he was out on deployment, and we went to Japan, mm-hmm. and then you guys happened to be on the same ship, and we didn't know it, right? Um, the George Washington, and Yay. then <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that was about actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was out to see a lot, a lot so yeah. that probably wasn't fun for you guys. No. But that we do have like a partnership. I think some people, you know, always go into marriage like. It's all about the love, but I would definitely disagree. It's a lot about um, supporting each other, both in your dreams, in your finances, in your careers. Mm. And he's almost at the end of his and right. where I'm now going back into what I, I guess I would describe it as being just very career driven for myself. Right. Now that I know that he's about to retire, I can start dominating the world again in restaurants, which is what I love to do. And. As you know, I just quit my current job to take right. on another project.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, and then, and I know just from talking to you like you know how supportive he's been over uh, you know, you re I guess re kickstarting that career and stuff and and sometimes other things are fortunate too like I know that just before COVID you were looking at your own restaurant and, you know, I know you guys were both, you know, together looking at like, you know, getting yourself a restaurant and then you'd taken off with that, which of course would have been amazing, except like two months later and you would have been totally screwed.
0: Yeah. He's definitely very supportive. And I like to think of him as like the money guy in our relationship. And I'm like the strategic person when mm-hmm. it comes to that money. So he, you know, make sure that we save the money. He uh, helps, you know find good investments. One of the best investments I think we have made in our whole marriage is buying a house as soon as we were able to. Uh, And that's really where a lot of our restaurant money comes from today is that when we did sell that house almost 10 years later, we doubled the profits that uh, we had put into it. So, you know, to be able to walk away with $200,000 from just owning a house as young as we are, I'm only 34. So that was, you know, a very good start and then taking that money and investing it other ways. And that's been making us money, um especially through crypto right now.
1: Right. And I, I know that, um like I've said on, on the podcast before too, I am so clueless in <laughs> crypto. Um So maybe I need to have someone, you know, come on and really, really just talk about that. But Oh my but, God, um, my
0: husband would be the perfect person. He should
1: definitely, yeah. definitely do it because I know like right now, uh, last time we hung out like I don't know what, a couple months ago, not last time I saw you, but last time we got to hang out for a little bit when we were in there and we were talking about that, like the crypto and stuff when we were and joking I was trying and to stuff. get you
0: to buy yeah, some yeah, and then and the I, next I, day it blew up. And I, well, <laughs> I,
1: did, I know I didn't get it the next day, but I did get it some, but then it was, yeah. my thing was like, okay, I, did, I know I don't know anything about it. So I'm yeah. just like, Hey Kate, just tell me when your husband tells you when to buy and I'll just buy too. Right. Right. And yeah. just like, Hey, if, uh, if you don't know, somebody knows and just find the people that know and do that. Right. Yeah. And
0: that's half of being a good business person is when you don't know something, <laughs> find somebody that does and have them teach it to you.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. No, true. Like, I mean, honestly, downstairs right now, there's a lot of good people, business people running my business downstairs. Keep like right now, you why, in we're, check. why we're up here <laughs> drinking whiskey and talking on right. podcasts. So. You're living the life. I, I, sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it most of the time though. It's good.
0: Yeah.
1: But man, I also, you know, of course, when we first met, I didn't know like your full story. Like, obviously, you know, friendships, like you learn stuff over time, yeah. right? Yeah. But to me, it's just, I love how it, You've never been a negative person since I've known you. Like right. not, negative things can happen to people, but your outlook on things is not negative. Yeah. And so, not once I've heard. I mean, hear a lot of people. And I get it. Sometimes people are just venting. Mm-hmm. But at times I hear people like, "Oh man, you know, we had transferred to this. I had to stop doing this and go there." And I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. But, but to me, what's impressive is your outlook of never once I've heard that type thing is like, Oh yeah. So we went, no, I wanted to, you know, I thought it was important to keep our family, you know, in one location, the best we could went to Japan. So stopped what you were doing. But when you came back, it didn't hinder you. You just like went, maybe you took a step back because you're like, all right, cool. I've got to reestablish myself and then just cruise forward. But you know, you move forward like 10 times faster because you already had that experience and stuff. But I think it also, it's not just the experience, but it's the outlook of it. you never doubted it. Yeah. You know, you said, Hey, I did this for my family. I came back and then you've never won. Like since I've known, you never had a doubt of where you were going or that you would reach the goals that you wanted yeah. to achieve.
0: I think a lot of military spouses go into a marriage with somebody in the military. And it's a big part of why a lot of them fail is that, you know, at the end of the day, The person in the military is retiring, having lived this great career, um, and the person that's following them around is constantly having to shift their focus. And a big part of your focus is supporting this person that's in the military. And a lot of our military men and women aren't going to make it without those support systems. And I think you just have to look at it as like the first half of your marriage, you know, they're not going to be in the military forever. And I think that's what gives me that positive outlook on it. I know eventually he's going to retire. Right. And when he does that, I know he's going to support me in whatever crazy moves I make next. So, you know, this is his turn and I'm going to have my turn. And I know that as hard as I've supported him these last 18 years, he's going to give that back to me when it's my turn. And we're already shifting our focus as a family towards me having my career again. Right now, as anybody who works in a restaurant knows, like it's late hours It's late night. There's drinking. It's 2 a.m. And I haven't been able to take any of those jobs that might have propelled my career forward a lot faster because Mm. I have a daughter and I want to be there for her. Um, But when he's home, I won't have those worries once he retires. And then it's my turn. Now I can go take these jobs. I can work these long hours and really push myself forward. And I know that he's excited for it as much as I am.
1: Yeah. And she'll, and your daughter will be a little bit older too. So all those things kind of, it does, you know, it lines up, but it lines up because you planned for it to line up. You know, it's not by accident.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I knew when we got married that he was going to deploy. So I just had to have that mentality from the first day. Like, it's not a surprise. We all know it's coming. It's not necessarily the most fun thing, but I got to, as a chef, I went to Japan, like, holy cow, like, All of this fresh fish, I get to go live for free in Japan. And although I might not be working or um, physically bringing in any income to our family, I'm still finding ways to give myself experiences that I'm going to be able to use down the line. So I'm going to, you know, the markets and looking at what they eat and how they cook. And the Japanese people are just like everything, Everything yeah. there is like a craft and art. So yeah, even though so I wasn't right. working, I was taking experiences for myself while we were there that I could put in my little pocket and, you know, pull out when it's my turn.
1: I think that's important for everybody, whatever you're doing too. And it, you might not even think some of these experiences relate to what you want to do or what you do, right. but somehow there's, there's value in anything that you've experienced or done, yeah, you know, if yeah. you recognize it, or if you take the opportunity if you to look are at it,
0: having that positive attitude towards it, because I could have right. definitely gone to Japan and just been like. Ugh, he's on deployment. He actually literally left for deployment within two weeks of us moving to Japan. Yeah. I didn't have my household goods yet. Like it was scary. But then I was like, you know what? Like I'm a tough woman. Like I like to eat. There's food here. So yeah. like I'm already set on that. And then the military spouse community is usually very supportive. Mm-hmm. So I was able to lean on the people that were there in Japan, like how do I register a car? And like, how do I do these things? And, you know, and, yeah. and give back to them in the same way. Like you watch my daughter this day and I'll watch your daughter that day and still have some alone time, you know, right. just stay positive and, you know, reach out to the people around you that could help you.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think that um, even those situations, positive people find the positive people because yeah. that's what you want to be around. There's right. nobody wants to be around the, the negative one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and
0: just smiling at somebody like goes a long way towards creating a good relationship. Like somebody's having a bad day. You just throw them a smile. The next thing you know, like they could be your best friend and you're never going to have that situation. If you're like grumpy and like having a bad attitude and walking past somebody, nobody's going to say hi to you. you Right.
1: Yeah. No, that's, that's very true. And I think a lot of people make that mistake too. And, and not sometimes people forget that there's a perspective. Everyone has a different perspective and yeah. another person may not be evil. They may be having a bad day. Right. And I'm sure you see that ton in the restaurant side because you know what? Like every <laughs> server isn't having their a game day or, mm-hmm. or maybe ha- you never know what's going on. Yeah. In someone else's life at that time. So, you know, every once in a while, giving somebody a break, having and, a little and sympathy a, yeah, and or empathy, a, even. yeah, empathy, and have a second opinion the next time or something. And I think a lot of times people will be surprised, but um, it's so easy to just kind of uh, take that first impression and just live off of it and dwell on it and be like, oh, yeah. this is horrible or something. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's something I think I feel like living in Japan taught me a lot too. And just how everyone treated each other and how people respect you and not everybody's going to like each other, you know, there's people that don't like each other, but they treat each other, respect, especially, you know, dealing with people in public and and how uh, people help out other people. And I feel like sometimes we fall short here as a, as a whole, Um, but everybody can do their little part.
0: Yeah. could be Japan definitely has that mentality where it like takes a village. And Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that, made me marry back into the Navy is that that it is its own little family, you know, like I might not know anybody, but I could reach out on the internet and say like, Hey, my Navy friends, does anybody know anybody who could help me with whatever problem I'm having? And somebody's going to go and try to help me find somebody, you know?
1: And and, and now in the days of, uh, you know, internet, like you'll get you know, you might get 60% of total garbage information or whatever, but somebody's going to have some good, you know yeah, what I mean? Somebody's like, got some there's good so intel. Much garbage out yeah. there, but somebody will be able to help you out yeah. and, and generally give you like good info. And, and, and it's great
0: out. to have that network. Yeah, it,
1: it really is. Yeah. It really is. But what about even on the, um, I'd say even on the business side, you know, like, uh, people want to support other, you know, veterans support, other veterans, uh, Yeah, just, I don't know. It just, it, it is such an important, it's such a powerful network for the people that choose to be part of, or to be a positive part of it again.
0: Yeah, I agree. At my current restaurant right now, we actually are giving away tumblers to anybody who shows up in military uniform. It's like a really nice, beautiful tumbler and there's a military base right next door um, and you can fill it up free with non-alcoholic beverages. Oh. No, no whiskey jay okay? <laughs> well, okay but um you know to to be in a position mm-hmm. to try whatever business I am in although right. I don't own it to still really orient it with you know um, being there and being supportive of our military communities always been really important to me
1: right right I know I was like really bummed though when you start went away from private chefing <laughs> too <laughs> I mean I was super happy for you yeah. but I was also a little bit bummed I'm not gonna lie
0: I think I'm uh, as a business owner woman. I'm somebody who gets very bored very easily. So once I had this huge network of clients as a private chef, I was like, I'm obviously very good at doing this. Let's go do something else. <laughs> I
1: think Let's that's go. very selfish of you. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just
0: I've seen only tell the you. sweet potatoes and tomatoes on your counter right now. And I can tell that you could probably use a private chef again.
1: I, I know there's no, <laughs> there's no, there's no meat in the fridge, but there's like sweet potatoes and tomatoes. You
0: got to pick your battles. Well, hey, your, your mom would be proud you're eating your vegetables.
1: Well, well, they're just sitting there and then in a few days they'll have to be thrown out. But they're, was, so they're decorative it's sweet thought, potatoes. it's the thought that counts, right? I sure. thought I'm going to eat these vegetables and not Eventually. eat out. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, really, it all comes back to the fact that you, you know, left. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, you abandoned. So it's so all me. my fault. <laughs> Pretty much. She <laughs> abandoned me to, to cook for myself and that's just not good for anyone.
0: You know, uh, part of, um, you know, growing and developing as a person is being put into a situation in which you need to create and, you know, have this growth. And <laughs> if you really think about it, Jay, I'm, I'm actually trying to help you. You did me a favor. Yeah. Fair
1: enough. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. Okay. I don't want to step back again away from you bashing me. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we'll get back to that. We will. But wow, you didn't <laughs> even delay. But like, let's go back to kind of a lot of things, you know, we always talk a lot about investing and stuff and you kind of touched on that, um, as well. But one of the important things too, we think is just that stability, stability is not always just financial. Right. Mm -hmm. And we talking a little bit about like the teamwork, like you and your husband and you're having that support, but it also like you already I mean, you already nailed so many of the things that we were kind of going to even just discuss today. Yeah. Like, (laughs) why are you so so good at that? (laughs) Well, at least until or whiskey glasses empty, I guess. Okay. Um, Slip slower. Yeah, there you go. But you know, like the military can be your support and your team as well, but there's always, you know, people that are out there that, that can and will help just finding those people. So, you know, as far as obtaining that stability, like you said, uh, I'm trying to tie it back to is basically what you're saying, how you know that now, you know, as your husband finishes up his career, that he'll yep. support whatever crazy thing you want to do. Right. And, mm-hmm. obviously and it will we be know, crazy. It, it will be, but it also won't be not thought out, you know, yeah. knowing you. But, but the thing of being able to do this, do something like that is by setting yourself up to be stable. Like whatever crazy or whatever risk you want to take just from knowing you, I know that it's never going to be at the expense of your family. Your daughter's not going to suffer for it. Your daughter's not going to have to uh, struggle to pay for college because of something crazy, because you guys have set yourselves up for success. Right. Is that, yeah. am I explaining?
0: No, it definitely makes sense. Like um, when we were going to um, start the restaurant, we obviously had the money for that. Um, there would be some loans mm-hmm. involved in everything, but we have always like, again, he's the finance guy. Like right. I, if it's up to me, I'm buying a Porsche, like, every other weekend. You know, I love cars, um, but it's just having that balance, that budget. Okay. We're working really hard. We invested very early in that mm-hmm. house. We sold that house. We got a lot of money off of that. So what do you do with that money? There's a lot of things that could have happened Right. for me, maybe a lot of cars, but you know, once we sat down and had that family discussion, it was like, okay, well, let's Get you a nice car, right? And I have one, right? Um, but then it was also okay. Let's put a nice down payment on the new house. Mm-hmm. Let's put some of this into the cryptocurrency. Let's put some of it here. Like obviously, I'm an adult, so I have like a 401k. Like, right. let's increase how much you're contributing to that. Like, there's we spread it out throughout um, different. Parts So that if one goes down, for instance, nobody ever knows where the stock market is going to go. Nobody ever knows where the cryptocurrency market is going to go. So if we have five or 10 or 15 percent of our overall wealth in this one area and cryptocurrency falls tomorrow, we still have, you know, 85 percent of our wealth. In right. other places. And right. can I still live off of 85% of my wealth? Absolutely. Right. Um, and it's the same way. If the housing market crashes and I lose the equity in my home, that might hurt. Mm-hmm. But do I still have equity in stocks in my right. 401k in his retirement? Right. So there's just spreading it, diversifying it mm-hmm. enough that if one thing goes wrong, if we open a restaurant and that happens to not succeed, which is very, very unrealistically right. Right. knowing myself. Right. Um, but for some reason, if we had invested X amount of money into it and it didn't succeed, we would still have these seven or eight other things that we were investing in mm-hmm. that would, you know, still allow us to retire.
1: Well, and another thing that, as you as you were talking about that, something that's kind of struck me as important, as you said, things go up and down, right? You yes. never know when that's going to happen, yeah. and some things are out. You can, you can have the best strategy in the world, things happen. You know, covids, uh, yeah. Yeah. other disasters, right? right. Other, you know, things happen, and you you can't always control that. Right. But when you do have those multiple layers the other thing is stocks housing crypt you know a- anything if you're not in a position where you have to ditch it when it's down you didn't lose anything yeah that's what people sometimes they forget, forget. That. Yeah. yeah it's like oh god this just crashed like who gives a shit? did you sell it when it crashed yeah no then if you or do you have to take the money right now no then just Hold wait on to it until yeah. it comes up, you know?
0: I think that's definitely, in my opinion, one of the dumbest strategies anybody has in investing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, for instance, we'll say Dogecoin. Mm-hmm. I have a lot uh, invested in Dogecoin right now. It's, it's sucking. It's right so now. bad. It's awful. But as long as you, like you said, if I don't take my money out of there, then I'm not actually losing my money. And realistically, most stocks or most cryptocurrencies rebound. Right. And there's, you know, like bullish markets. And I think that when you go into investing, like you really just have to, you owe it to yourself to investigate what you're doing. Like, don't just like my friend Jay told me to put all of my money into Bitcoin today Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do it. Like, it's not the smartest strategy to have
1: shit. (laughs) Because <laughs> basically, after we talked last time with the, because you know, I don't know the crypto. Well, no, but it's not
0: that you don't know it, but you have somebody who does know it. And that's the difference. If true. You, if you're just listening to, some random person on the street or you Mm -hmm. overhear a conversation and you didn't do any research, you might not understand cryptocurrency, but you at least have some understanding of investing. You would have never put your money in there if you didn't know that if it goes down, you know that to hold on to it. You at least have some basic financial awareness when it comes to cryptocurrency. You might not understand exactly what Dogecoin is or Bitcoin is or whatever, but you have a financial strategy when it comes to it. So you know
1: my strategy is just let you <laughs> tell do, me do, what to do. Just do
0: what I do. <laughs>
1: well actually though, no, um, don't
0: do what I do. Do what I told you my husband is doing. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> he's the expert and I and I even for my own portfolio, you know, I I ask him for his advice yeah. because he has the time to sit on his computer and research these different cryptocurrencies and pay attention to the market in a way that I don't have. And you don't have,
1: well, and like, we're going to, don't let me forget. I want to go back to that, having the time to do that in just a second. But (laughs) also, uh, when we, the the time that we met and we we were talking about that, because I think it was, didn't, I think we were actually at lunch when he messaged you and was like, Hey, if you have money in your account for that, you know, buy more now and you did it. And I'm like, shit. So I went and, but I had to sign up for an account because my normal uh, trading accounts don't, didn't have crypto. Right. So I'm like, okay, I have to you sign it for another one. So it was like two days later before I, funding would get into it and whatever. So and it
0: already, the market had already went changed, down. but then yeah. you're like,
1: oh, well it went down now. I'm like, okay, I'm okay with that too. So I bought why it was down. So now I'm not worried. I mean, it hasn't really made anything, but yeah. I'm like, cool. If I bought when it's down, I'm okay with that too. You yeah. know, knowing that like, again, from the from, from information, listening to you passed down from your husband, you know, yeah. whatever. So, so it worked out. Okay. I didn't like, you know, yeah. it the, uh, you know, right, but, when, it, right. when you, you made all your money the like, next day, like right. when you put it in then and then it went up, if I bought the very next day, you would have lost a so lot of crude. money. Well, yeah. you
0: wouldn't have lost a lot of money. No, but you it, just but wouldn't it, have it. made any gains. Off I would have had it. to wait a while. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so, but then also, you know, knowing that I don't understand as much, I, let's say, adjust my investment accordingly. Like right. I wouldn't, if I super understood it, like I have trust. There's a difference between trust and me understanding. So yeah. I didn't put as much as I would if I really, really grasped it. Right. But I'm like, cool. I know that if at least I have skin in the game and I invest in it, I'll pay more attention so that I can over time. Learn what learn. is happening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And follow it.
0: But that's like... um you know like I obviously know nothing about real estate but about a house
1: like right. you, you yeah. know that you knew that that was a good idea you know invest in it. but yeah. well, I don't other-
0: really understand the full you know capabilities of what goes into that but mm-hmm. that's why you hire a real estate agent right. like you have somebody who is an expert in this who's going to guide you so I, I don't think necessarily not understanding a subject is the yeah. reason why you should not invest in it um, right. You find somebody who understands the subject and have them guide you, mm-hmm. and you don't have. You can still walk away from it not knowing much about it, but. You you, well, you keep an expert well, you, on your you side. You knew the
1: important part, like yeah. you you knew the important part that it's a good idea to get into. You knew that right. the important part of equity, like, hey, instead yeah. of renting, I'm putting it into this, and it got it. So so uh, give yourself credit. You guys did the hard part up front. You knew that that was the smart move to yeah. get into. And a I'm home. so glad we bought. And then what just we let did. someone else do it for right. you. Yeah, absolutely. You, you but, handle
0: the the parts I don't understand. Right, right,
1: <laughs> exactly. But no <knowing> one <laughs> to get into it, that's that's huge.
0: Yeah, we our house what we bought back in 2019 has already gone up almost $160,000 in equity. Mm-hmm. Um, we got in a really good and that's time. Your,
1: and that's the one that you bought after just, the, other after one. Yeah, the exactly. first one. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so like if I cashed. sold that
0: house and I could cash out with mm-hmm. an extra $160,000 if I sold today, which yeah. I mean, I don't plan on it. I love my house. No, and you don't need
1: to, <laughs> because you're not in a position where you have to do that. Even if you wanted to upgrade, you right. don't have but to But it is, that.
0: it is like a backup plan. Like say, <laughs> Something went south and I needed $160,000 right right now. Sell your house, move into something smaller and Mm -hmm. here's that equity, you know.
1: Or even something that people sometimes don't think about as well as like that one is that one with the, that one's on VA loan, Mm -hmm. right? And then, so you could, even if you didn't want to sell it, you can always, the rates are still really low right now. You could even just cash out refi and pull a hundred thousand out of your home now and just, utilize that. Right. I mean, honestly, like, gosh, when I first met you and I just got back from, hadn't been back from Japan too long, but the houses over in Bay park, you know, when mm-hmm. I moved into, cause we just renovate, you know, it was renovating the Yeah. The one the with the, the
0: two houses on the property. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Those were from a VA loan
0: okay. and
1: then it appreciated enough to where I, well, I did used the HELOC to renovate them. I think I've even mentioned that on here before, but the HELOC to renovate them. And then it appreciated enough after that, that I took like 240 out of just a cash out refi. Right. And now it's appreciated more. So I still have good equity yeah. and it makes a rental income that pays for that house and this one, which I purchased the down payment from that money I took out from the Bay Park houses. And then there's other couple projects you've seen so far, like the on Helix and then, oh my God, maybe, that house
0: is gorgeous.
1: Well, those are all still from that same pot of money that was refinanced out of that those property original that was properties. originally a VA loan that I put no money into.
0: Right, that's impressive. And
1: now we're, it looks like doing another uh, from the same pot of money, which is crazy because if you're- conv- You
0: just put money back into the pot with each mm-hmm, project. Each you never one, let the pocket you get empty. Back, you yep. just bring it back
1: in. So mm-hmm. that same pot of money, now we're um, purchasing a, 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 it's one house on a lot and building three more on it and yeah. then it'll take about a year, but all that money will come back again. So all And this you put again, that money
0: back into the pot and you start your next project. Right. And yeah. so just
1: an amount, ima- I mean, it's ridiculous if you're just creative with it and stuff. And once you understand it, it's, I didn't make any of that money. Right. I made zero. That's not my military money. That's not anything. That was one VA loan, it's just generate, generate, generate. And, right. and I want to see how far it'll go. So I always make sure I'm trying to do something where at least some of it comes back in the pocket. Cause I want to see how much property can be accumulated yeah. from nothing.
0: Right. But that's the start of intergenerational wealth that a lot of people who in the military, you never necessarily think you're going to be wealthy. Mm-hmm. You don't really think you're going to have a lot to pass on to whoever is behind you, whoever you have left, your kids, your family, whatever. Like, it's just not something a lot of people even feel like they can dream about, right, you know. Right. And I think that that conversation has to change with hard work, with smart strategy, You can build wealth for yourself and you can build wealth to pass on to your family, you know?
1: Family or anyone else you choose to, right? Your cat, oh, not cats. <laughs> uh, this is not a cat podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, sorry. Dogs? You're do- I have two even dogs. I don't here. even know why I said even cat. Even chickens is I don't even have to. a cat. Come I have on. two dogs. So it would just... have gotten into you. I feel like I don't know you. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, we can't even be friends now. But, but um, that is, but, you know, that's huge that it, it is a way to build that and, you know, you can really, really go so much further, you know, beyond, beyond what you kind of, a lot of people would think they could do. But, yeah. but that's also one of the r- main reasons I wanted to have you on as a guest to one, just so we can hang out again. Yay. And two, just the fact that I think it's a, this whole, you know, the biggest thing for our practice. Yeah. We want to expose people to new things and we, interview people like you're experts in different things. And we want people to be exposed to different methods to grow wealth or different mes- methods for stability or mm-hmm. motivation or whatever. But also that those, that stability and that motivation, those things can all come in different ways. In different ways. Yeah. Right. And, and to me, like one of the most important is to see like, if you don't put yourself, put limitations on yourself, you can grow to do whatever it is you want to do. And yeah. and that's where I think it's important for people to see how you've grown. Yeah, to, you know, as far as like, Hey, you still can be supportive. You can still know you can be uprooted and whatever, but it's not, hasn't really slowed you down. It might be a little time out, but instead of looking at that as a shit that took three years out of, you know, out of my yeah. progression, it, or you look at it as like, that gave me a whole different perspective on certain things and foods and cultures that I can bring back and make my, my profession even better than I had it. And that right. to me, that's huge. Yeah. And I don't know. I think that's just people will limit themselves by mindset because there are setbacks being a military spouse. There's a it lot of things a lot that of you setbacks. Just don't, there's a lot of things that you are not in your control, mm-hmm. but you can't forget how many things are.
0: And how many opportunities you do still have. Exactly. You know, coming here to San Diego, I was like, okay, this is like. A big military community and almost anywhere you get deployed to or moved to, you know, you do have a support system if you're willing to reach out to it. And the other half of it is just your mindset. Like Mm -hmm. in my mind, I'm the greatest at what I do. And nobody right. can tell me differently.
1: Well, you do have a championship belt.
0: <laughs> I do. Have we, can can a, we should, just, can we share that? We share like, the, I mean, yes. actually,
1: actually when we put up the graphic for this on, on It'll online, we need with to put the, 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 cheetos. Uh, yeah, the Cheetos in the belt. I f- see, but look, I found a creative way to use your championship belt. Like, right. come on, a little bit of credit here. That's like, it's true. not like I was just eating Cheetos. Like, yeah,
0: but a lot of what helps me grow is I'm confident in myself, mm-hmm. um, and if we touch back on my my championship belt, you know, I took over this weird, project. Weird
1: that we'll touch back that, on like, that. If
0: we want to touch back on the fact that I have a championship belt, real it's quick. That's true. That's true. Back in February 2020, I quit my last job to take over a new project. And again, I'm just somebody who, like, I need growth, like mm-hmm. in whatever way that is. I hate feeling stagnant, and I'm, and I hate not feeling like I'm learning something new. So I did take over a project where I would have the title of both general manager and executive chef. And that was uh, about three weeks before the coronavirus kind of changed everything and restaurants were shutting down left and right. And besides having confidence in myself, I also just am very determined as a person. So I was like, I'm not shutting down my restaurant. So I went to, you know, all my bosses and was like, I can keep it open. Like we can at least make enough to pay my salary and like, hopefully for some of the food that's in this restaurant. Right. And like, we're going to make it out on the other side of it. And we did, I actually ran the restaurant by myself for two months with no other employees. So there were no other cooks. There were nobody in the front of the house. I would take people's orders, run back in the kitchen and make the orders and then bring them out. And I did that for two months until May. And that's when I started bringing back the employees. Right. But then by like July, I started breaking their records. Not Mm. just like, we're not just hanging on anymore. We're, outselling any month they've had in the decade that that restaurant was open. And then like right around September, October, when I'm like seeing that this is a consistent trend where, you know, going up 5% in sales.
1: starts being expected. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, okay. Like I can like like kill this project, you know, like I'm going to, I'm going to kill this shit. Okay. (laughs) And, and, you know, I kind of like just being my like confident bubbly self, like cocky, cocky is another way to put it. Yes. Um, but you know, I went up to the COO and I was just like, Hey, like, I think I can break all your records and, you know, I'm doing really good. So like, if I can break all your records would you guys be willing to buy me like a WWE style championship belt? Because I feel like that's what this
1: kind of drives me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it's the kind of carrot I need, you know? And they're like, okay, deal. Um, And I actually broke all of their records midway through this month. So I have the highest sales record for a single day, the highest sale record for a single week for every single month. Um, And, for a year and the year isn't even over yet. And, you know, that's one of the things where it's just like determination is half of it. Believing in yourself is half of it. And, you know, I I always make sure I'm wearing my chef jacket and I'm out talking to people and hearing what they want. And once I like get a handle on that, then I go in and I motivate my team like, all right, guys, like whatever we did last month, we need to do it 10% better this month. So like, I really need you guys to stay focused. Like, let's be positive to our guests. Let's like kill it. And the first thing that I wrote, I did post the belts on Instagram, but, you know, part of it is me, yeah. but an even bigger part of it is the team, yeah. you know, that helped get me there and, you know, kept me inspired and, you know, kept going with me when I have all these crazy ideas and I want to do these weird things. They're like, all right, chef, let's do it. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. And just to have that attitude, even out of them, it's... yeah. You know, that's that's how you build. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, first of all, like the, the, so far the biggest reward for me this year was that you trusted me to wear your championship belt. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Hopefully I didn't (laughs) jinx it.
0: Um, (laughs) Oh, no, this next project I plan on uh, coming in even stronger.
1: Oh no, no. I'm excited about that one too. because we want going to get that <laughs> one too. But I did want to also like recognize like everything you said about the team part, like that's huge. And I know that's how you think. Um, like we talk trash each other about cocky and confident and <laughs> well, we, I mean, that's just what we do. Our friendship is a lot of trash. There's talk, a lot of trash talk. Right.
0: Now that I think about it
1: now, it's, it's 90% trash in. talk. And then a little now bit of like supportive, like, Hey, here's some good ideas. We can work and on. then
0: 5% drinking
1: And then 90% trash talk. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's probably pretty freaking accurate. (laughs)
0: That's a good equation.
1: It is. It is. (laughs) But um, I have not met anyone that worked with you in any place you work that didn't just like love you. You know uh, what I mean yeah. for the way you treat them and stuff, and and you're always. I know, for, I know, like a lot of restaurants struggling right now with not being able to get enough staff and stuff. So the people that are there are busting their ass. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're oh, doing yeah. like triple duty and stuff like that. All yeah.
0: time, you know, yeah. it's hard. And then people are grumpy and they're being mean right now, and they're not being they understanding. Are. And you know, you will have a waitress come back that just got torn apart because somebody had to wait a long time because we don't have enough staff right now. And and it's just one of those things you just, you know, give them a hug or say thank you. And, you know, like, I appreciate you. I'm happy you showed up today. Like, I think you're amazing. And, you know, I, I see the value in you and I'm glad that you're here.
1: Right. Right. That's, I, I felt like, I don't know, you can see it in the people that you work with and hopefully, you know, I mean, I I know that uh, like our team, the real estate team, that's like part of my family. Like shit, you see it. Everyone's in my household time. Like I don't have, I might as well not have locks on my doors. Yeah. Everyone has the code. Everyone has, they're an, down you're like, downstairs eating
0: hot Cheetos right now <laughs> They
1: are <in> hot <laughs> Cheetos. And, and probably crushing it. Cause they do it so much. Yeah. They're probably like, thank God Jay's upstairs in the podcast because we can get some work done. But, um, <laughs> but no, you know, that, that's huge because the people that are around you are what keep you motivated. And that's the people that you work for. Like yeah. I won't fail them for me. I don't need a lot I don't really care about a lot as far as um, possessions and stuff like that. I care about like.
0: Oh, I've growth. seen your fridge. I know that. So, <laughs> hey,
1: <laughs> I did I, I? What I'm embarrassed of today? There wasn't even beer in it. We had to pick up the beer when we went to get the snacks <laughs> because I'm that unprepared.
0: But I was very excited <laughs> to see the tomatoes. So
1: until you found, out I had nothing to put them on. <laughs> I don't know how my grocery <laughs> list works man I, and it was potatoes and tomatoes no and I, I saw
0: you shopping today I know exactly how it works you get hungry you walk somewhere with some food. Mm-hmm. well'll
1: see that just shows that I had uh, good intentions because I got some potatoes and tomatoes like I, I clearly had a good t-
0: and like like we've been saying good intentions is half the battle yeah
1: then I must have got distracted before I got to the meat chicken aisle or something like that. I don't really know no man I do what I can and you're like
0: Dory ooh <laughs>
1: <what's> over here. <laughs> shit it's too true <laughs> uh, again I just go back to you abandoning me and I have to still learned it oh Fend for myself and, and that's like four years ago <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you always have a permanent place at uh, any restaurant that uh, I work I know at. I know yeah.
1: and well I mean well, okay we'll tell a couple embarrassing stories but we'll get to that but first though <laughs> uh, the good one at the you know where you are just now getting an Getting ready to move on to your next mm-hmm. next thing, but this one—the first time I came in to see you, like, you know, this is just handful months ago. Right? I don't know, yeah. maybe six months ago, maybe yeah. or something Around like that. About six
0: months ago, yeah.
1: And I came in and like I, where I, I think I don't even think I texted you to no, say you I was didn't. coming on this you one. just popped in, but. You're welcome. But you were like <laughs> working, but you, you guys are short. So you were like cooking, cooking, like yeah. you were chefing, not just chefing. You were like cooking and chefing and, and serving and, you know, Bartending. You, had, you, had, you had a few people and they were like super cool and they were just trying to do it. And, and I oh, obviously now I went menu because having, you know, eaten your food before I was like, <laughs> uh, I want, uh, can you order some fried chicken for me? And, and the poor girl mm-hmm. is just like, oh, we don't, I'm like, Can you just ask the chef for it? You know? (laughs) And I felt bad. She's probably like this dick.
0: Right. Wow. He's really going to come in here and demand the chef make uh, fucking fried fried chicken. chicken? Wow.
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) But then you knew I was there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I was like,
0: oh, is he a well-dressed businessman?
1: uh, And she's like, no, some, some dick just out there. (laughs) Screaming for fried fried chicken. chicken. chicken And beer. (laughs) But but hey you brought me fried chicken so I'm not going to complain. You and asked
0: so for it, fried t- chicken I'll ex- make it happen. I did
1: not ex- expect fried chicken but I just knew you know who was there but um, <laughs> but yeah that, I mean just that people really liked you know liked being around and like working for you because I think it is the positive outlook too like you know that yeah. uh, negativity kind of breeds negativity and right. all that kind of good stuff.
0: I think the military like mindset in my mind too like whenever I go to work I'm like like a general like ready to lead yeah. my troops through war.
1: Right. You know like I'm going
0: to give some like. Restaurants
1: intro- war sometimes for it is. Sure, man. It
0: is, And I'm just like, okay, if I, the second I let myself like be grumpy or feel like we're not going to make it through the day, there's no way everybody else around me is not going to feel the exact same way. Like yeah. you know, I'm the, like the, the head person and I'm sitting here with a bad attitude that's going to spread really fast. Right. But if I'm also the head person and I'm just like, and I, I like to listen to like really ratchet hip hop
1: uh-huh.
0: music in my kitchen. You know, like you can't like open the kitchen door, Right. right, right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's bad. But like, if I'm back there, just like rap into some Tupac and like killing it and having a good time, like everybody's like, Oh, like chef's having a great time. Like I want to dance and sing and they'll join in. And then like that carries out to like where they're going to go and have like a fun conversation with the customer. Yeah. So
1: it does, it does. It sets the tone for everything. Yeah. It really does. And like, I don't
0: <laughs> think I know how to have a, like a bad time also.
1: Yeah. If I do, I just try to stop whatever I'm doing and just leave that situation. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say before you went there, the other time <laughs> I just had no business being where I was, was, um, when you were over at the ferry landing.
0: Oh, okay. Right? The yeah. restaurants
1: there. And, uh, we took, uh, this is just like a bad, oh, just a bad situation all around <laughs> because that's when we rented that sailboat, like fairly large sailboat Sports for a friend's birthday. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, none of us knew how to fricking drive a sailboat. Like, I don't even know, like, there's no way these people should have let us rent this fricking boat. Yeah. And we had gone out, you know, a sailboat. It, like
0: make you have a captain. Like,
1: I think we were supposed to, I don't know how we got it. I don't remember now how we got around it, but yeah, we were supposed to. Okay. And and it's like, it's a fucking about how hard can it be? Yeah. It's fucking in the hard, water, man, fucking hard. I Let was me in tell the navy. You. I can do it. Seriously, like Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was our joke because because I don't know if you remember, but the two the two of the guys that were with me, like I worked with in the navy, and like that's yeah. what we were told. Like one of the girls were like, we one of the girls." Was like, well, you guys are in the navy, and we're like, we're in uh-huh. "Fucking helicopters, dude!" Like, right. you know, I don't know this shit, and it's I'm all pretty sure potato, potato. Uh, you, you realize there's not really sales on a lot of those navy ships right now, but but anyway, we went out. <laughs> Wait, is like, there you any know, navy a ship with sails? The Constitution. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Which is basically a museum, but mm-hmm. it has sails on it. That's you're, yeah. right. you're welcome. Of course I'm right. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> history lesson for Kate. <laughs> but I remember like, they were like, oh, now we're hungry because we're out pseudo sail, basically just at the mercy of, you know, the, the, the wind. The ocean. Yeah. Okay. Um, like, we're, we're hungry. I'm like, oh, let's go see Kate at, at the landing over in Coronado. And they're like, that means we have to like. Dock it? We have to dock this. like." boat twice then once then <laughs> and then once we get like i don't know and it was ugly man but but we made it we made it and then okay. we got to come see you and get some food and yeah. stuff then we're realizing like wait we should probably have clothes here and we're like whatever it's all it's good it's like
0: a tourist destination uh, yeah
1: exactly but it was, it was cool was and again rational. same thing we were like i was like hey is Kit here and i'm sure they're like there's some homeless people here to see you or something. <laughs> they but. don't have
0: shoes or shirts. Do they get service?
1: <laughs> I'm not really I'm, money's debatable. I don't know what they have. <laughs> I think
0: they have sixpence. <laughs>
1: sixpence. I see an empty beer bottle with one of them. I don't know if that's if we can uh He
0: keeps referencing booty, so I don't
1: know. <laughs> pirates. Pirates must be <laughs> better serve them <laughs> why risk it <laughs> right why risk it but it all worked out you mm-hmm. know we, we we got the boat back in semi one piece and, and it all it's all good so i don't forget because i did want to go back to before we start again talking shit to each other more <laughs> back to when you were talking about you know your husband and being able to like you know you listen to him he has the time to do that because right now you know it happens you know like that, that's how where he's working now he has time and this came up on a couple podcasts ago, another Navy friend. And like, we were talking about things of utilizing time, like deployed where you can, um, you know, learn things, learn, using it for research, learn it to better yourself or whatever the case is. Right. And it is, I think that's huge too. Like someone could have like at any time, like, you know, it happens a lot for people when they get injured too. Right. You know, yeah. they're like, Hey, you're sorry, man, you're at the desk until you can, get around again you know yeah. it happens a lot and then some people get down on it and I get it I get it you yeah. know especially people that are used to one job and it's like oh, I want to work with my you know rest of my teammates I want to do this or that yeah sometimes it's just what you get right right and you can choose and the same with deployment you're on deployment yeah you work your ass off then you're on a freaking ship what are you gonna do like, you'll play yeah. some like freaking video game I don't know play some games on your phone or right. whatever you know or yeah. use the time that's like you have no control. I mean, you do have control. You have no control. Like you can't be with your family. You can't go home. You can't go out and party, right. but you can use it to better yourself. Yeah. And to me, that's a, another, you know, when you said that, like, Hey, he has the time to do the research now. And he, so he so coaches he you it. how to yeah. do it. He could choose to sit there and fuck off. Right. He could choose to take a nap. Goof off on YouTube all day right. or something like that. And a yeah. lot of people do whatever that's on them, mm-hmm. but he chooses to educate himself and better himself and his family through right. that. And I think that that's just something to remember. We, we all, I think we all waste time sometimes. We yeah. All, and, and, sometimes and it's okay. It's yeah. hundred yeah, percent. And, yeah. but if you're choosing to do when you MBA. waste your time too, yeah. like, or, or, you know, you're like, you know what? I just need like, uh, I'm going to go, you know, hit up some friends and we're just going to go chill and do whatever. Cause that's not really wasting time. Yeah.
0: That's like emotional, like rest. And like, you know, it's, it's has value. Exactly.
1: But if you're stuck somewhere like on a deployment and you're like, well, there's absolutely nothing I can do here, except for play games or be pissed off or, you know, maybe work out or, Educate myself. Well, I'm pretty sure educating yourself and working out are going to be the two things that are going to further your both your mental well being, your your, your, and your physical well being, and just happier all along. Yeah. And I'm not. And again, I'm not saying like playing a video game sometimes isn't is right. bad. You know, I don't do it, but it's because I suck at it, not because I want to. <laughs> but, right. but you know what I mean? Like people can make those choices. And it's, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times it's just the very small choices that better your life.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of people are just intimidated to start something new. True. Like it's, it's the, like getting yourself out of that mindset of like, this is too intimidating for me to try. Scared to fail. Yeah, exactly. And I think mm-hmm. that's where like that positive attitude comes back mm-hmm. to play. Like, I do realize I take on a lot of things that can be stressful. Like this new project, it's a brand new restaurant opening Mm -hmm. and I could stay like nice and safe and cozy at my current position. But this new job is going to be a learning experience for me and doing something that I haven't done. I haven't opened a restaurant um, as the GM from scratch, which is in my mind, like the next step of confidence I need to open a restaurant on my own.
1: You don't need the confidence, like really. You got too I much confidence. Maybe we need to lower your confidence a little bit. Take me
0: down a peg, <laughs> right? I'm trying. I'm trying. Man, it's just not working, right? But I think just like having that like leap of faith in yourself is important. You know, like the one thing I'm always gonna do for myself, like day after day without failure, is tell myself I can do it. Yeah, I can do it. Whatever it is, I can get out of bed today and go do the laundry. I can you know, make sure my family is having a great day. I can go to the zoo. I can kill whatever business venture I'm working on. I can be amazing at investing. Like whatever it is, it's always I can I never tell myself I can't. Right. Like I refuse to.
1: Yeah. The, the, the the most negative thing that you can allow yourself to say is how do I not, not like, not like, oh, I can't maybe, because maybe you don't know how, but it's like, oh, I can do it. How do I do it? How do I? Like that's how like do I as get there? negative, and it's not even negative. That's yeah. as negative as you need to go. Exactly. Or who do I need to know? Who do I know that knows how to get there? Yeah, who and that's like why keeping that's not to find friends
0: out? and making friends is like so vital. Mm-hmm. Like just. Having a positive attitude, you don't, like I don't know, like if I would have walked past you in the street, I wouldn't know that you were this amazing, like business person. That you, well, yeah,
1: because I look homeless, yeah, <laughs> half the time. But
0: like I, just, you just can't guess. Like maybe you would never see me as somebody who would have a lot of advice for mm-hmm. business or how to run a restaurant. I've been doing this for twenty years. Like right. I can give you all the advice, right. but you wouldn't know that if you didn't even take the chance to engage or become my friend, right?
1: No, oh, it's amazing. Yeah.
0: So yeah. I think that that even that plays a big part in it. Like, who do you keep around you? Who do you uh, have in yes. your back pocket? You know, just every, everybody is an expert at something. Yeah. Everybody's an expert at something. They might be an expert at being a mom. Mm-hmm. They could be an expert at laundry. I fucking hate cleaning my house, but guess what? there is somebody who is an expert at it and she does a great job. And right. like my life wouldn't function without her.
1: Th- that's, uh, that's huge too. And I know that you, you and I are like, we won't have to, we don't have to share the common people we know and stuff <laughs> where <laughs> we won't, we won't go down, we won't that, go down road, that rabbit hole but, in this podcast. We need we'll, another episode. Yeah, that would be something <laughs> totally different. But we do know people who like oh imitation God. people who like really like kind of look down on people in certain positions and stuff. And like, that's ridiculous to me, and I just there's some like I know people like I know like a friend I have one oh one person I know she runs um a couple different things that's the thing she runs a couple different businesses one of them yeah. cleaning and one of them's like more like uh, trains executive assistant you know so she, yeah hands in multiple things. She, the things she'll do is she loves to organize. Like, you could pay her. She'll come organize garage. She's where an that, expert she in organizing. That. Yep. But that part she does herself. Like, she runs these other, you know, she has these other things. And so people are like, wow, someone will come just, like, organize your stuff for you. Like, and what I'm trying to get to is the... The instance, and this is kind of vague for people listening, I guess, but the <laughs> common thing that we know of some certain people yeah. would look at that as like, that's someone coming to serve me to do whatever.
0: No, that's an expert coming to help you. And
1: she's more successful than all the wannabe business people that we are discussing right now. Yeah. She's way more of a business person because she already has these other businesses. She actually finds therapy, and that's, that's something she common to her. It. Yeah. And so she does that. She's nobody's servant. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? And yeah. there's like, I think we have some common, we see other people in that situation as well.
0: I think getting out of being a private chef, like part of it was wanting to move on from my career, but the other part of it was just the way I feel like I was being perceived by my own clients. Like Mm. I am here in your house providing you a service that you clearly cannot do for yourself. Right. And
1: whoa, is that hit close to home? No, not for you. You
0: you're we're still friends. <laughs> but you always valued me. There was the thank you to it. There was like, "Oh my god, I'm so happy you're here." You know, and then even just trying to figure out who I was as a person. Like we you know me now because you took the time to talk to me as a person and not as a servant in your home.
1: Well, you also I tried to when you were like the days that you were like cooking or something, I tried my best to finish what I was doing to be there during that time. Because also I, I, you can see right away, like you're a business person. So I get to learn from you. Like, so y- while you're like cooking and doing, you know, helping me survive, <laughs> Oh, I got to learn from you as well. Like we got to talk business ideas. We right. talked different things, exactly. which is like, again, that's a huge value that some people might would overlook. Like I was learning from you yeah. and, and it was like a twofold benefit, you know? Yeah. So, Fun
0: fact. Jay actually kept these amazing maple candies in his house. He still has them.
1: I have some for you actually <laughs> today, but uh, I do not want to give you all the uh, you know, cause you brought your... Fucking championship belt to show off. I was gonna hold off on the maple maple candies. candies until after. I feel like
0: those are like equal. Well, in my mind, so. Well, in, fucking, in your mind, if
1: you, if you think so, cool. Yeah. And I, I'm down with that. I like, love yeah.
0: maple candies. I'll change
1: you all the maple candies for that belt.
0: It was like the first thing I looked for when I got to your house and like, even like everywhere that you moved after you found out that I liked the maple yeah. candies, like whatever house I was clicking at, they were there. And yeah. like, that's that like little level of like, I'm not your servant, but like, you're somebody I also care about that, right, right. you know, I think some people overlook when it comes to having somebody do a service for you as opposed right. to like serving you. Yeah.
1: yeah and it's like, yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't think I would be comfortable anybody ever serving me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's not it. And I just don't think I would look at anything like that ever. Yeah. And it's funny, the little things though, that make the difference. Um, I, one of the memories popped up on, you know, Facebook, though. the only fucking good thing about Facebook is when it throws a memory at you. Everyone's right. like, like, Oh shit, that, that was cool. right? But it was <laughs> like a, uh, it was like one of the in the wind of the days so when I had something. Cause you know, like you, like anyway, knows, like when When Kate was doing like the private chef stuff, it was like, if, if she was like throwing meal preps in the fridge and stuff, it would I'd have a, a menu. So I knew which days, like you're eating right. this on these days and, and what it was. And it was like amazing. But then when you just grab your, you know, grab that meal and you take it with you or whatever. And then I grab, uh the one and I forget even what it was that I was doing now, but it was just something like, and there's like a yellow sticky note on different ones. <laughs> Cause you knew what, like something was going on that day, like of like, dude, kill it today. Like that you're going to, you know, right. whatever, whatever it was, I had something to do. And you're like, but it's the same thing. It's, it's reciprocal of like because we would talk all the time when we I knew were there, what was going on in your life. you were like, Oh yeah. shit, he's got this thing that he's trying to do whatever. And, and things like that make a huge difference. And I think that, I don't know. I think some people I, I think some people undervalue it, but I do think there's a lot of people who really don't, who just totally, totally value that. And when yeah. they see it, they take it on. Yeah. And, and then, then we're stuck it, with each
0: other now. I know, now I can't get rid of you. <laughs>
1: you but <can. laughs> but sometimes when people see that from someone, then they take it on and become more positive themselves too. You like you never know when somebody needs that, right? Yeah. So that little bit of positivity might lead someone else to go shit I want to be that for somebody else's life I want right. to be able to pass that to that experience to someone else
0: yeah like pay it forward but with positivity
1: yeah or maple candy
0: or maple candy right I prefer maple candies so if anybody's <laughs> listening
1: yeah it's <laughs> hint hint if you come to the new restaurant hint. if you bring maple candy your food will be now nah, it'll still be great but yeah but, it's always you know, gonna be great mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay now let's kind of do a little, little promotion, okay. you know, if we will, and yeah. we can hold off on this uh, going out until you say, okay, or whatever the case is. Cause I don't know kind of timelines, yeah. but do you want to talk a little bit about the new product? Cause I'm, I'm fucking excited about it.
0: <laughs> I'm very excited about it too. So I'm going back to Blue Bridge Hospitality. Um, David Spatafor is like this awesome restaurateur who owns quite a few places over on Coronado mm-hmm. um, and also Liberty Public Market. If you have ever been there. It's amazing. Um, and that's they're awesome. reconcepting one of their locations and coronavirus is hard for everybody. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of have to like think on your toes, What what is next? And that's something that makes him great is he mm-hmm. is trying to like, what is next? And they've kind of have the confidence in me to lead their reconcepting. And it's going to be in Tiki themed, but I don't want to like go too far Tiki. When people right. hear Tiki, like you think it has to be like this cliche like yeah. a tiki bar and that's definitely not what not this is a tourist
1: trap like no. Yeah,
0: no, that's definitely not what this is gonna be. It's gonna be very food centric. It's gonna be very drink centric. And of course with me at the helm, it's definitely gonna be very customer service and like friendly and, you know, it's gonna feel like going to your grandma's house but with tiki drinks.
1: Well, and, and great will, food. <laughs> will there be fried chicken?
0: Of course. Okay, Anywhere cool. I go, there's going to be fried okay, chicken. Cool. Just,
1: <laughs> just checking. That's my one requirement. There, from there will
0: definitely be fried chicken if I have anything to say with it. And that's what's making this new project fun is that um, and, and what's making me uh, make this change in my career is just to. Um, open a restaurant from scratch. When you go in and take over a project, all of the groundwork is already there. All of the foundation is there. And then you kind of like paint the walls, so to speak. Um, But this is putting down the foundation. It's like determining if you are doing the right things, like having to make these business decisions. And that's just something I really am looking forward to is just to be able to hone in my skill of like knowing what my clientele wants And, you know, making it successful. And right now it's really challenging for any restaurant to do well. My current restaurant is actually quadruple um, its highest ever sales. So I want to kind of take that back to Coronado and just give them something they don't have right now and, you know, just give everybody like that positive, fun neighborhood hangout that we all miss going to. And like, when's the last time you just kind of like casually... Went to a restaurant and just stayed for hours and had lots of drinks and like hang out. Well, for you, Jay, probably all the time.
1: <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's a little condescending, but. <laughs> Well,
0: but because yes. you can't cook.
1: But, uh, fuck, man. <laughs> Do you know that I can't or that I don't?
0: No, mm-hmm. I know that you can't. That's true. You literally just said, and if like, I don't know if you guys want to like, <laughs> like rewind it back, but like you just said that you I'll went. i have
1: that shit edited <laughs> out. I will have it edited out. <laughs>
0: you went to the store and you got tomatoes and sweet potatoes and somehow completely missed like the protein part of your meal.
1: Maybe there was and an I emergency didn't even, and I had I not even No,
0: you, you. that wasn't the case. And I don't even know how you could make a meal out of sweet potatoes and tomatoes. tomatoes. I mean, I could, but like, do you have that skill set?
1: No. <laughs> but in my defense, during, during like the main COVID lockdown, cause I was still over waiting for this place to be finished. And I uh-huh. was in Bay Park and I could walk to Cecil's. And so maybe I just didn't need more meat. Maybe I just needed those potatoes and tomatoes because I literally had I think I had. So I
0: walked downstairs. I had, it's a refrigerator full of meat right now. No, no.
1: I'm saying for the last year, I ate like ribeyes from like from the butcher shop because it's like, everyone's like, Our oh, they're Cecil's. out of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone's out of stuff at like the grocery store. I'm like, I'm not going to wait in line so I could walk to Cecil. So I had like ribeyes for like a year.
0: Yeah. Like this is why you COVID. look so jacked.
1: So you know, that's why I'm freaking, <laughs> cause why my arteries are hardened and like, what, I can't, I can't, my blood can't pump, but you know, it's all good. <laughs> So I can, gr- I can grill, I can grill a steak. That's something, do I get a little credit?
0: Yeah. I'll give you 1%. I'll take it. Perfect.
1: Yeah. And give you some maple candies and you'll bump me up to 95. You'll get 7%. <laughs> 7%. <laughs> but that, but yeah, seriously. I'm glad uh, you don't
0: cook. Like if people, if everybody was amazing at cooking, I wouldn't have a job. So I'm like, true. I need people You're like welcome. you. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> you I know I'm so bad. People are like, well, "Wow, whoever cleans your oven does such a great job." And I'm like, uh, "Well, if you want to use it, take the, uh, the the little pan with plastic cap and all the like booklets that come <laughs> right. with your oven. Take that out before you turn it on."
0: <laughs> also, while you're turning it on, can you show me what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs>
1: could you could you cook two of whatever that is? Right. Leave one in the refrigerator. Yeah, for yourself. Hey, it takes all kinds. Again,
0: I am like the biggest proponent of like when you can't do somebody, something, you just find somebody you can like.
1: Dude, well, think about how much I could save if I, if I built myself a custom house, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't need a stove, wouldn't need an oven. Like it's really economical Uh, to be honest, like, let's face it. It's really an economic decision. Plus if I shop, but here, here's the two, if (laughs) I really did shop for groceries, let's just dig myself deeper. If I shop for Mm -hmm. groceries, one, I wouldn't shop in right proportions i wouldn't know how much to get for different things so that would be wasteful which is just wrong and then secondly it would go bad because i wouldn't cook it anyway even if i knew how so that would be wasteful you're a
0: humanitarian
1: i really am i'm basically saving the earth (laughs) but enough about you know how wonderful i am right back to before we finish up let's get back to your new restaurant yes okay okay so
0: so it's called the Islander.
1: There we go. I didn't know if I wasn't no
0: <laughs> like you can was put, put the a name out there. Like, yes.
1: <laughs> cool. Um
0: yeah. Um I, I'm still at my current restaurant until August 1st, but um Which also
1: is a badass place. You
0: no, know, no, it's amazing. And I'm like I'm one of those people, like I never leave a job or a concept like, cause I'm angry or disgruntled or like, I don't want them to fail. Like I want them to do amazing. Mm -hmm. My current sous chef Arturo, like he's going to kill it. Like Mm -hmm. the new manager they just brought in, like, I hope them the best. Like I, I put a whole year of like just every ounce of myself into this place. So if it fails, like that would break my heart. Like Mm -hmm. I only want it to be successful and it, you know, I look forward to going there myself for happy hour.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. be on the other side of that. Right. Get,
0: like, hey guys, but another wine, please. <laughs> yeah. And if you
1: go there, definitely get the uh, tuna melt, the albacore tuna melt. I'm yeah. just saying. It's yeah. Pretty, it's so good. fantastic.
0: Yeah. But, and it's, it's a scratch made restaurant and you don't really see a lot of restaurants continuing to do that. Like yeah. they'll get their ranch in like a random, like from Ken's and a gallon, like, right. And they don't do that there, and that was something that was really important to me. And I'm, I hope that that continues. And yeah. I think they're going to do amazing. But that being said, over at the Islander,
1: you have to, you <laughs> have to share your uh, leadership <laughs> <Yeah>. many places.
0: <laughs> um, this, and this is just for me personally. It has nothing to do with the last restaurant. It really just has to do with me wanting this experience yeah. for myself, for my career, for my own personal knowledge and that's right. something like i'm always pushing myself for i want to like i don't feel fulfilled unless i'm learning something new yeah. so the second i'm just doing the same thing i've always done that's when like i feel stagnant and i'm like i need to go learn something new mm-hmm. our lives are so short there's so much knowledge out there like why why stop at what you have you know yeah.
1: like
0: keep adding to it
1: well, all the, uh, also all the people downstairs right now working away when, you know, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm making Eating my business up. well, okay. you know, work. I know we've talked about this before too, but uh, all the people like that you've worked with, are, like the people like that are downstairs now, like, I like all the people doing some pretty amazing thing, friends of mine, like family of mine, what I feel like, you know, all the people I work there, are, like kind of like yeah. family, but, but the people doing amazing things are just normal people who aren't scared to make. To to, you know, take a little bit of a shot at something that they want to do. Believe in
0: themselves. Say, believe I in can. themselves.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And just get off the fence, make a move, and like start yes. setting up those putting those pieces in, because until you put the first piece, the rest doesn't fall into place, right? Right.
0: Yeah. Just believing in yourself to me has always been like ninety-five percent of my success. My yeah. very first promotion, and I'm still very great friends with the people that own this restaurant. Um, but my very first promotion I wasn't supposed to get. So they actually lost a manager and they were like bringing in the new manager candidates. And at that time, I was just a supervisor. And I'm watching them like walk these much older, look like they should have the job, people through the restaurant and giving them tours and having the interviews. And I'm sitting there like, okay, and I'm young. And I know like I've never had that title before, but I know how to do the job. right? And I know that I'm like vital to this restaurant. Like they're not even considering me. So I went to the owner and I was like, that's my job. You, you know, I can do that job better than anybody that you bring in here. If you brought this person from the outside in, I'm probably going to have to train them how to do what you want them to do. Yeah. Just give the job to me. And that's how I got my first manager position. It was just me saying, I can do right. that job and like speaking up for myself, not letting myself get passed over.
1: And how many times when people with confidence will get a shot because they didn't have that confidence, right? Like yeah. to, to be like, wait, I am going to tell you that I can do that. Right. And then then you're not going to let them down. Yeah. And, and I know that too, right? Yeah,
0: they're like, she put herself on the line. She obviously is passionate about having this job mm-hmm. and people with passion doing anything like undefeated yeah like if you have the passion or the will to do something like you're gonna put your whole all into it every time
1: I always feel like I always have the attitude of I can. And then, you know, I always thought like I can learn to cook if I need to. And then you've just crushed that hope though. I'm just going to say, I like, you know, spent half this time talking about how positive you right. are and you build you're people right. up. So I just and need to, you I just, just hear me. Like, 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 me. like
0: I can cook. Like you uh, say, yeah. like I could cook if I needed to, but you didn't uh, okay. say I, see what I can. You're saying. Like,
1: yeah. uh, I see, I see, yeah. I see. Because okay. then I'll believe it because you, you say it you in a positive way. Because you know that I'm just not going to make the effort to do it, you know,
0: Yeah, but damn it. I think I'm sitting Um, at this table because, you know, I I am good at like business decisions and smart with reading people and like you
1: (laughs) (laughs) calling me out on my shit (laughs) and calling
0: you out on your shit.
1: (laughs) A lot of people seem to be good at that.
0: But a but a good. Grilled steak and sweet potato. I, I believe you can do that.
1: Oh, uh, thank you. I'm going to take that as a win. I'm stopping there. I'm not asking for <laughs> and the any the podcast
0: more. is over. Thank you, yeah, everybody, let's, for let's listening. Yeah, get
1: you some uh, <laughs> maple candy. <laughs> but for real, though, like, I do appreciate you coming in and uh, definitely, you know, sharing all that because I hopefully that will, who knows, man, anybody listening to that just goes, oh, shit, you know what? Like, and I'm not calling people out as like make excuses or something like that. But sometimes people just need that little nudge to see that, like, hey, a little bit of confidence. You can figure a lot of shit out on the way.
0: Yeah. Be a badass wife and a badass spouse and a badass businesswoman and a badass mom all at the same time.
1: Drive a badass car. Drive a badass cars. Have a badass WWE wrestling belt. And that's that's just where it caps it all off yeah.
0: once, once you've made it to wwe championship belt listeners i just need you to look yourself in the mirror and say i've made it
1: yeah just high five yourself in the mirror and then take that damn belt off before you go outside yeah uh, please do awesome though but thank you so much Ed. you know i can't wait to uh come check out the restaurant, you know, and probably taste test before it's open. <clears throat> Absolutely. You know?
0: You're definitely invited to friends and family. And I really awesome. appreciate you having me here. And hopefully some of my craziness uh, inspired somebody out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. For sure. For sure. And anyway, listen to, let uh, just go check out a restaurant because we'll, we'll put by then, by the time we, if we, if we hold this for a couple of weeks, we can probably put the address and everything on there and like push people that way. And, and yeah, uh, hopefully uh, we're, we'll we're looking
0: out. for right after Labor Day. So
1: Cool, cool. About cool, another cool. month. Awesome. Thanks again. And yeah, that's it. Fucking thanks again.
0: Yes. Have a great night, guys.